0: The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. Hey, this is WWE superstar Kurt Hawkins, a.k.a. Brian Meyer.
1: And this is WWE superstar Zack Ryder, a.k.a. Matt Cardona. And you're listening to the Eyes Up Here podcast starring the queen of extremes, Francine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we were plugging our podcast, the major wrestling figure podcast. Oh man, I'm sorry. You know, I get really flustered anytime I think about or talk about Francine. She was my high school crush, you know. You're 34 years old and she's still your
2: crush. I cannot confirm nor deny that. Enjoy the show.
0: This is Eyes Up Here and you are listening to another episode of the Queen's Extreme Podcast on the TMPT Podcasting Empire if you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, a mixed tag team, if you will, the wonderful and beautiful Francine. Aww. Francine, welcome to Eyes Up Here.
1: Oh, Chad, thanks for having me today. How are you feeling? <laughs>
0: I'm you feeling, feeling fantastic. It's a uh, it's a beautiful fall day, which is lovely. It and is. Uh, moving forward, uh, we're do some mailbag today here on Eyes Up Here
1: we are going to do but let me just say your face is looking nice and thin
0: today <laughs> yeah it is i think, I think
1: you're you're looking really good today you're looking you know stout. I've,
0: I've been uh, i gotta say i'm taking care of myself very well you know yeah. I'm doing everything i gotta do to make sure you know the, the the top half is looking so nice so on the video you see i'm not hiding behind my microphone at all and have my hat pulled down as far as it can go
2: very
0: good and goddamn i'm ready to talk a little francine mailbag
1: all right well we'll we'll get it started then uh so on Twitter, I just reached out to our Twitter family, uh, and, and I think you liked how I worded it, ask me almost anything, because <laughs> if, if you just say ask me anything, that, that just opens the door for disaster. Um, so we got a really good response. Uh, a lot of questions on here. Let's start with a Patreon member, if we can. Uh, our buddy, Tim DeLong writes if you could have one wrestler from the past or present on the podcast who would it be and i think everybody knows my answer i would definitely pick sensational sherry without a doubt uh she is one of the main reasons i fell in love with the sport of wrestling i've said this so many times Uh, i i just admire her work so much her character Uh, her wrestling skills, her managerial skills. She, she was the best in the business, uh, wanted to work with her. And I said it before I got to meet her and she was telling me how she was going to throw me around and I was just so (laughs) excited. And then she was gone and I only met her that one time. So it was, it was heartbreaking, but, um, yeah, if, if I could have her, I definitely would. Um, she is and always will be my favorite.
0: Um, can I add so, something about Sherry?
1: Absolutely, can.
0: So I always found it to be interesting the connection that you guys had, obviously, because Sherry was paired with Shane when Shane right. came back to well, when he got to ECW in '93, Sherry and Shane paired together, and then you being paired with Shane, it's like a it's a bridge that you guys had. So she inspired you to be, you know, what you were in the business. You guys had the perfect <laughs> counterpart sitting there. Right next to you, the blonde bomber himself, Mr. Uh, Franchise.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, I fell in love with her when she was with Shawn Michaels, not going to lie. Like, that was my favorite pairing, you know, in the business coming up. Her and Shawn were amazing together. Um, And then, yes, you're right. She did work with Shane. um, And she, you know, one of the first times I was at the arena, she was there. And I was just like, like, there she is. (laughs) Oh. You know, and I don't get starstruck, but I just loved her so much. And she literally just walked over and started talking to me and and she's like good long hair we're gonna get each other's hair we're gonna throw each other around I
2: love and it.
1: she and then she starts telling me a story about how she went to japan and she she was so drunk she didn't even remember the match that she had with the girl and i'm thinking oh my god is this what the wrestlers do do they get drunk and then go out and <laughs> get in ring?" because like i said i was so green i didn't know the difference but uh she was great and i just wish i could have picked her brain more that evening because um she scared me, but she was so cool. And I just wish I could have had the chance to work with her cause she's phenomenal.
2: But yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. So there, there's that question, Timmy. Uh, Oh, here's one. Here's a good one. Um, Jackie Hardner asked me, what is my favorite Disney movie? Hmm. So many good ones to choose from. I have two that I think are tied. And I'm going to say I love Tangled and I love Snow White. Two totally different movies, but um, Snow White, I love. I, I, she's the first princess. She's one of my favorite princesses ever. She just set the tone for the rest of the princesses out there. And I just have a, a, a soft spot for Snow White. Um, and I love the uh, evil queen, might I add. Um, and that gets into another question, which I'm going to find, because I want to answer that one too. Uh, but, um, that movie, little creepy how she lives with these little men, seven men, Uh, um, they really could have attacked her at any point, but they were good people. So (laughs) (laughs) have you seen
0: some versions of Snow White? They do.
1: Oh, that's disgusting. I hate, (laughs) I, I hate so much when I see Disney tarnished.
0: Yes, I agree with you.
1: People like Disney porn or uh, they twist the Disney story and the characters are disgusting. Like, that breaks my heart. Don't tarnish my Disney. Like, it's the only thing pure out there. Please don't touch it. Leave it alone. (laughs) Seriously. Um, Yeah, so anyway, Snow White. uh, And I just got a visual in my head. (laughs) It hurts. Oh, disgusting! I can't. Okay, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Tangled. Yes, I'm
0: about to throw up. Okay. Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, Tangled. I love Flynn Rider. He's like my. He's not even a prince, but he's like my favorite Disney dude. He's and a
2: steward.
1: He's the best, Eugene. You know, close personal friends call him Eugene. Um, he's my favorite, and uh, I just I love Rapunzel. I love the way she cuts her hair to save him, and it's just a beautiful story, and um. Those are my favorites. How about you? What do, what do you like?
0: I would say, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I would say my favorite all-time Disney movie would probably be Mary Poppins.
1: Mary Poppins, the, the original.
0: Say, yeah, the original Mary Poppins. It's just okay. so timeless. You could throw it on now. It's still got its funny moments. You know, it's still got great music. Uh, and then if I was to go animated, I would either say Peter Pan, which okay. is a classic, or the the first Toy Story. because That was phenomenal.
1: Okay, um, so if I had to go live action, hmm. They're doing the Little Mermaid, live action Little Mermaid on uh, ABC. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that one. I'm going to watch it. Um, you know, I, I really loved Dumbo. Have, have, did I ask you, have you seen the, the live action Dumbo? I
0: have not seen any of these live oh. action adaptations. And I haven't so seen good. Dumbo probably in like 30 years. So yeah, it's I, been a long time.
1: I love Elephant's. They're such a gentle animal, and and this movie was—it's just—it made me cry. Like I sat there and just sobbed. Uh, but it was so good. So maybe that—that that might be my favorite live, uh, live-action movie is Dumbo. So uh, there's that. Um, here's my question: How funny it's two down. Um, K3 asked if you could be any character, actor or actress in Disney World, who would you choose? I. Have a dream, which will (laughs) never come true. I want to be the evil queen. I think I would rock it as the evil queen. I think if we ever move to Disney World before I'm like 83 years old, I could totally pull that off.
0: The evil queen. The
1: evil queen.
0: Trying to get the image in my head of you as an evil queen.
1: Oh my you can't get that
0: image no no i'm like d- down the road evil queen like, i'm trying to think of that
1: yeah well yeah i could totally do it i would love to do it now okay i would love to do it now it's very i i I throw that I, challenge
0: I, out there sooner or later for you to come down one one day into the office and have uh the, the, <laughs> the evil
1: queen evil queen makeup well <laughs> you need the costume too because she you know if you look it's just her head peeking out of this um kind of hooded contraption, um, that she wears the costume. I, I, I looked up the costume. It's very expensive. If somebody wants, yeah. If if somebody wants to get it for me, I'll cosplay for the show. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Uh, but
0: that would be cool for an appearance. I I
1: looked, I looked into cosplaying. Um, my husband doesn't think (laughs) it would be a good idea. He thinks people want to see me as me and not somebody else. Um, Because I I thought of several characters that I would be able to do. Um, Maybe for, like, pictures and stuff, but not as uh, someone to appear at shows. Right. He says I, you know, probably make more money as myself. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, But the evil queen, I'm I'm a villain's person. You know, like, I love... The baby faces, but the heels are where it's at. I love the Evil Queen and and Ursula and and all of the the bad characters that are out there. Um, so the Evil Queen is definitely my Disney dream job if I could ever work at a park. So, um,
0: mine is not dopey, contrary to what popular opinion might say. So,
1: well, you're you're a couple <laughs> inches taller than him, so you can't be
0: dopey. <laughs> there you go.
2: Okay.
1: Um, let's see. Some of these questions are silly, 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 silly. Oh, here's, here's a question from Scott David Kassilis. And I I know he is partial to this, so I'm going to answer it. Oh boy, LOL. My question to you is kind of silly. But what kind of black pants do you like to wear? (laughs) He loves girls in black pants. Anytime I would wear black pants. He kind of digs it. So, uh, Scott, I love to wear black yoga pants. Those are my favorite. I don't have them on now or I would stand up. Uh, but I don't think Scott's a Patreon member. No, so he you wouldn't would, be. You wouldn't be able to see it so anyway, you should.
0: You should have just so he could sign in. But, you know, hey, that's your loss. Scott, Scott. Sorry, if, if, if,
1: Scott if you want to join the Patreon page, I will wear black <laughs> pants for you one day. And I will stand up and do a twirl. How about that? Um <laughs> David uh, Levenstein writes, what drove you the craziest about Shane Douglas? His flagellants.
2: Because (laughs) he
1: he doesn't care. He would let it out wherever and whenever he felt like it. And um, sometimes that would be in the ring. Um, If you ever watch old matches of us and you see him back me into a corner, you'll know why. (laughs) Cause he would just let it loose on me and you would just see my face go from happy to disgusted um so yeah he had too much protein in that kid's diet for sure um ej gamble says if you came back to managing uh i guess today a current superstar who would it be there's a lot of talent out there a lot of talent um i'm gonna say i really like dolph ziggler I really, really like Dolph Ziggler. Um, I like his character. I like his look. Uh, I don't really think he would need a manager because he can talk. Uh, but I think as a heel, him and I would be a good pairing. And I would pick Kurt uh, Hawkins and Zack Ryder because they need help. Because <laughs> even though they're losing, um, what's their new gimmick?
0: The gratitude era. They're grat-
1: Yeah, they're they're grateful. So it's gratitude, which I like. Uh, but they need a cool manager. So I'd like to be their manager as well.
0: And, and thank you again for our uh, lovely intro to Kurt Hawkins and Zach Ryder, Brian, yes. Brian Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. Thank you uh, very much, boys. Do you
1: do you love the way they plug their own show while doing a plug I, for our show?
0: I wouldn't expect it any other way. <laughs> to be it. honest with you, wouldn't expect yeah. it any other way.
1: I, uh, Brian's a friend of mine um, he offered to do it so I took him up on it so thanks again and thanks for pulling Zach into the mix too. We we appreciate you both. Um so yeah, I picked those two guys too. Um Let's see. How do you I, could
0: see I could see I could see with Dolph. Just say so I could that that would Yeah.
1: Yeah, I could see me with Dolph too. I I love his heel persona, you know. Like I I just I love watching him work. Um, I'm a fan. Uh, I think him and I together in my heyday would be good, you know, so uh, it'll never happen. But uh, it's something to think about. So <laughs> I would I would <laughs> I would pick him. Um, let's see, John Moriarty. I think that's how you say it, Moriarty. What's uh, what moment in your professional wrestling career are you proud of the most? Wow. John, that's a good question. I'm proud of a lot of moments. Um, I think, I think doing the table spot is what put me on the map. So to speak, I've said this before. Um, I've been told no girl went through a table before that. So I think I might be the first one, which is cool. And, um, just trying to, uh, make my mark in, this crazy business in in the history of professional wrestling. I think uh, people will remember that. Um, So yeah, I guess I'm proud of going through a table. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, I'm also proud to be a part of, uh, you know, an original ECW uh, alumni member and, and being a part of the first pay-per-view and uh, just being a part of that locker room was super cool because so many people always tell me, God, I wish I worked for ECW. And I'm like, nothing like it, man. You, you have no idea. It was, it was awesome. So, uh, there's that. Um, Corey a falter says, do you like cats? I love cats. Uh, unfortunately we're allergic in this house. We're allergic to cats. We're allergic to dogs. We're allergic to pet dander in general. So we don't have any pets. Um, hence the story about the dogs when I had to sleep over <laughs> Bambi's house and my face puffed out like, a, what's his name? The stay, stay fresh marsh, marshmallow, stay puff, marshmallow stay man. Puff, whatever his name yeah, that close, was. Close. Uh, you were close. Yeah. That was pretty brutal. Um, I, but if I, if I could choose a pet, I'd choose a kitten. I love cats so much. Um, and they're easy to take care of. And, and if we had to leave, they could take care of themselves. So I would definitely pick a cat. Yeah, they can
0: could, they could wash your car, rotate your tires. <laughs> they can you know, do it all.
1: Maybe pay, they can pay baby, the
0: electric bill, <laughs>
1: babysit the kids while we have a date night. You know, they're great. I love them. Um, Sean Mart asks, "What am I most thankful for?" Uh, my children and my family, absolutely. Um, let's see. Some of these questions, I'm not going to lie, I don't even understand. Are you reading as I'm reading? I I,
0: yes, I have been. So is there one you'd like me to decipher? No,
1: I, no I'm just right, reading. Well, screw you, some screw of them, them. Well, <laughs> okay. just some of them are really <laughs> ridiculous. No offense, but some, like when the people ask these, did they really think I was going to answer? <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, okay, let's go to Jeremy Verrett. He asked, was there ever a moment in ECW that really angered you? Yeah. The crucifixion angle um, was distasteful, disgusting, hated every single minute of it, uh, made me live it, and um, that's like the only time I was ever ashamed to be involved with that company.
2: Wow.
1: It was disgusting. Hated it. I don't care if it got heat. I hated it.
0: Well, what was going like? So did you know ahead of time or did you see it as it was happening in real time?
1: I I can't remember if I knew exactly what they were going to do. I might have heard like bits and pieces, but, you know, like before the show, you're getting your own stuff together and working things out. Um, I wasn't a part of it, thank God. But I remember I was sitting right in front of the monitor and watching it. And oh, wow. like people literally got up and walked out of the arena. And I've never seen that happen before.
0: That takes a lot for that crowd. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. They definitely crossed the line. Um, I, I walked right up to Paul and I told him that was disgusting. You need to issue an apology. And he just kind of was like, you know, I was like, Paul, I, I am telling you right now, you don't have to listen to me if you don't want to. But as a fan of this sport, I'm offended. Like, you know, there there's people. I I know it's a gimmick. I know it's a work, but that to me was just way too far. Yeah. Like religion, I don't I don't like when people mess with religion. You could believe in what you want. You could be an atheist. I don't care what you believe in. I know what I believe in. And that night I literally my stomach was turning as I'm sitting there like this. And I'm just like, I cannot believe I'm watching this. It, it it upset me. It infuriated me. Um, it, it was just the most I think that's the most distasteful thing I've ever seen. Wow. And And there's been a lot of crazy stuff out there. You know what I mean? I just did not like it.
0: Do you think he should have gone out to apologize rather than Raven?
1: I think Raven's apology was not sincere. He, I don't even think he wanted to apologize. He was just like, Yeah, I'm sorry, blah, blah. You yeah. know, it's like so nice. Oh, no, that
0: stood out. As I remember, I used to memorize, I remember the promo more like clearly, but he just comes out and it's just like, If I offended you or Scott Levy offended you in any way, shape, or form, that was not my intention, you know. But yeah. how would it have, imagine that today? Can you put that angle in 2019? In what would happen?
1: I, you know, I don't know what would happen now. I, I really don't know what would happen. You know, we we did things that we crossed the line for sure, and and I know like a lot of people were told, oh, lighten up. It's only wrestling. Well, it's only wrestling, but this was a that's a heavy subject to
2: yeah. me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you
1: know, I, I, you know, I I was raised as a devout Catholic, um, so so stuff like that doesn't fly with me. I just didn't like it. Uh, I know if they came to me to be a part of that i would have said absolutely not right and i would have taken the heat for it i don't care um i just it 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 was disgusting i i just wanted nothing to do with it and um uh, i don't know if i changed paul's mind and about that apology but i remember i marched my fat ass right up to him and well back then i didn't have a fat ass but um i marched right up to him and told him i was like paul that was so horrible and blah 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 blah, blah and um in the beginning i don't think he he really cared but i think after i just kept saying how gross it was and then watching people walk out you know we don't want to offend anybody and yeah um it was the right thing to do i just don't think scotty's heart was into it and and that's okay at least he did it you know but that's that's the the most vile thing i've i've ever seen in the business in my opinion have you seen anything worse
0: it's kind of hard to top that. Uh, there's definitely yeah. worse. I mean, things that, and what was it? Was it things that offended you or? Um, angered. Angered you? Yeah. Uh, I can't really think of anything. I mean, the crucifixion is a big one. Uh, this stunt from, uh, like, a year ago. Uh, I don't know if you had seen the thing, the girl uh, who pulled the tampon out. I did. Yeah, that, not that it angered me. I just questioned it, like, <laughs> Kind of had gross. no place. Yeah, it's gross. More gross, you know. Like that. It, like I said, wouldn't say angered, but definitely questioned. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. There's really. I mean, the, everybody says the Katie Vick angle where uh, they the corpse the corpse. Yeah, Triple H has sex with the corpse.
2: Yeah, I that mean was that.
0: Bad. It, it was bad, but it was more stupid than it was bad or distasteful. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. The crucifixion is just a little real, and the the, the tampon thing kind of crossed the line. It was just kind of like, eh, you know, like. You, come on I mean if a guy came you know did his stuff in the middle of a match I think people would kind of raise their eyebrow at that
1: I think uh the crucifixion hit close to home for me
2: yeah
1: whereas uh you know giving birth to a hand or the dumb <laughs> crap that creative came up with that didn't anger me that just was like this is so dumb just stupid it was just more
0: yeah, just stupid than it, it anything
1: literally like do you think you know, the fans are this stupid that we're going to sit here and put this over. Like crucifixion was
0: obviously real. Um,
2: Yeah. And
0: and, and let's not discount the emotion in the angle that also led to the fact that the, the crucifixion was that much more distasteful because that angle was, you know, heavy in terms of 1995, 1996 with, you know, a son turning on his father, and you know, and then the wife leaving the house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, there's <laughs> overtones. You know, so there was more to it than just the crucifixion. It was, I think, the angle was, uh, you know, played a big part in it too. So I, I, I might have to I, agree with you.
1: I think poor Tyler needs counseling. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love what. Yeah, he's not a baby anymore. No, uh, I, no, he's I not. Love uh, the my favorite part of that whole angle is when he just stands there in front of Hack and he's just like Raven's my daddy now. I was <laughs> like, oh, but the kid, the kid is seven. Like, does he understand what's happening? Like, it was, holy moly, that that stuff was heavy. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't know. They they it was a good angle. They made it worse. <laughs> they, they they took a turn yeah. for the worse rather.
2: Yeah,
1: um. All right, I'm going to tell a story. Wolfpack Bliss wants to know, what's the strangest fan request you received?
2: Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I told – I might have told it on my YouTube channel. I don't know if I told it on the podcast. It's very disgusting, but I'm going to tell it because <laughs> I think inquiring minds want to know now. <laughs> so uh, back then, I used to have, like, uh, a P.O. box – and yeah, even before the P.O. box, I, I guess we got mail sent to like Scarsdale. Uh, where oh, the office, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Fan mail was sent to where the office was okay. in, in New York. And um, so we'd get these letters and they'd bring them in, distribute the fan letters or whatever. And so I get this letter and I'm, <laughs> I open it up. I wish I, I thought I saved it, but it, I don't have it anymore. It's a guy. And, and the first couple lines are very endearing. You know, I've been a fan of yours for a very long time. I think you wrote, like, I think you're very attractive, you know, the whole nine yards, whatever. Beautiful girl, blah blah blah. <laughs> I was wondering, this is where it gets twisted. I was wondering if I paid you, <laughs> if I paid you five hundred dollars, would you scat on
2: me? <laughs> okay. Or would you? Hold would on.
0: you I... I gotta take the headphones off for a sec. I have to wipe oh. my wipe my oh. brow.
1: Am I making you sweat? <laughs> <laughs> Are you perspiring from this story?
0: I'm perspiring um, at people actually doing that. Can I continue.
1: <laughs> okay, so I, you know, back then we didn't have um, smartphones and stuff like that. I didn't know what scat was, so
0: I time dream- out. Time out <laughs> for those that don't know.
1: Oh, I'm going to tell you. Stop. Okay,
0: okay. All right. I'm sorry. Of, okay. Don't
1: ruin my okay. story. All right.
0: I apologize. Continue.
1: So I, I, you know, I'm reading the letter and I, and I go to work and I have the letter with me and I still didn't know what Scott was when I got to the building and Christian York is one of the first guys that I saw that day. <laughs> and I go, I go, Christian, I got this letter and he reads it. And he goes, Oh my God. He starts freaking out. And I go, what is Scott? And he's like. Poop, scat is poop, and I go <laughs> ew. So then I start freaking out. He starts freaking out. The guy wanted me to po- defecate. I guess is the word I should use. Um, and I can't remember if I was supposed to like do it in a bag for him or if he oh. if he wanted to meet me and he I was supposed to. I don't, I don't know about this crazy world with this. I think it's a thing. I think that's like a thing.
0: Like everything, everything's a thing.
1: Everything is a thing. It's not <laughs> my thing. So I didn't do it. Um, $500 is a nice amount of money, but not, I would not do that for like a trillion dollars. Cause
0: it's <laughs> and then, <disgusting>. hey, that's, <laughs>
1: 90, that's 1990s, $500. Too. That is <laughs> so I remember like I showed everybody in the locker room. Everybody was hilarious. Everybody was like, that's hilarious. Everybody's laughing. And then we were on the road. We were going to the next town and Lou D'Angeli, sign guy, was in the back of the car. And he's like, give me that letter. I'm going to look up the guy's number. Because you could call. You remember back then you could call, like, uh, the operator. Yeah. And if you had, like, an address, you could get the number or whatever. Uh-huh. Maybe you still might be able to do it now. I don't know. But he what's got the a, guy's. What's an operator? <laughs> right. He got the guy's phone number and left him, like, the most messed up message on
2: his answering machine. <laughs>
1: like oh my god but that is the craziest uh request i've ever received was to uh, scat uh for someone so yeah
0: <laughs> gross wow. like what's that like in, 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 here's one that you got w- one i'll give the, the guy credit for actually having the guts to write that on a piece of paper yeah but two like what are the odds that somebody's gonna write back and be like address Make the checkout too, blah blah blah. <laughs> we'll see you on that day where are ECW's coming to your town. <laughs> you know, could like you,
1: could you even imagine like okay, say you want to do it, right? Say you're down, you like that kind of stuff. You have to bring like somebody with you because you don't know if this is a serial killer. Yeah. And so now you're you're pooping in front of like
2: <laughs> Oh my
0: gosh, that is like that is <laughs> Hey. What makes the world go round, huh?
1: Hi can even- Oh, my God. And, and listen, if anybody's into this, like, all you know, you do you, you guy. That's fine. Um, I'm not trying to to like knock on people, but like for me, it, it just wasn't where I wanted to be or where I wanted to go. And If you um, got
0: offended by the crucifixion angle, I'm going to think that this could be pretty much uh, in line with uh, some of the more nastier things you could have gotten in, in a letter.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, wa- I wasn't offended by the request. I was just taken aback by the request. because, I, Like I said, I didn't even know what Scout was until Christian York explained it to me. And I was like, oh, that's gross. But uh, to each his own. So, um, yeah. So uh let's move on do i do i have time for a couple more
0: yeah absolutely okay
1: um how do we say this name bobby Sikinen, i think who or what is your greatest motivation these days um my children for sure uh without my kids i mean you know i there's some mornings i wouldn't even want to get out of bed but, and you know, as a father, oh, absolutely, kids push you and, and make you want to be better, you know, than you ever were. So, uh, my kids are definitely my motivation. Um, I, I, I always think like if I didn't have children, I, there, there had been so many times like in life where my life could have been a lot different and you, you would think like you want to give up or you don't want to. Like, well, mm-hmm. cause before I had kids, like I never looked forward to Christmas. Like, did you, did, well, you, you've been with your wife since you were little. Yeah.
0: I mean, in terms of that, I mean, I was always all in on that kind of stuff. I mean, I yeah. try to make a big deal out of holidays and, you know, even going back to being a teenager and meeting my wife in high school. I mean, we always, well, I always went above and beyond. Cause she had a childhood growing up where there wasn't birthday parties and stuff like that. So I always tried to overcompensate for her and it's basically mm-hmm. just carried on throughout having kids. But what kids do to you and anybody, and if you have a soul and you you feel for your children, they, they change everything about your makeup and your being um, to the fact that when my first daughter, daughter was born, we were not doing well. We were not in a good position. Uh, very stagnant in terms of career, uh, not doing the best financially, and I can just remember putting my little, my older daughter now as a baby to bed, and just being like, "Whatever I do is going to be for you. Whatever I do to to get us out of this rut is going to be because you're the motivation." And I look back at that now, eight years later, and being like, "You know what? Damn, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I did, I did it because of this little." person that was now bestowed upon me to carry uh, carry on. So they they change it without a doubt.
1: It's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, my, you know, everybody in this business says I always wanted to be a wrestler ever since I was yay high. No, I always wanted to be a mother. So I went through uh, a depression when I was single because I said to myself, I'm never going to get married. I'm going to be the old lady who has 40 cats living around her. (laughs) You know, I just. You're allergic to cats though. I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know that, that's it. I'm miserable. Right. Um I I couldn't find that one person uh that I wanted to be with. So for a lot of years I was by myself, you know, until I met my husband. Um and I thank God for him every day, but before I met him, I you know, it, it was kind of like a depression. And there were a lot of times when I said, you know, why am I even on this earth? Like I'm not uh, you know, I, I'm not here to reproduce, obviously, I'm I'm never getting married. And my mom would, my mom kept telling me, you're gonna find the right person. I'm just like, No, not leave me alone, you know. <laughs> uh, but I did. Because, you know, God has a plan. I truly believe that. But for the longest time, like, I just thought I was never gonna, you know, get my dream of of being a parent. And I, I thank God I did. And And these two little faces every morning, just they keep me going. So uh, they are definitely my motivation. Um, and now I'm all emotional. See that? Who I know. asked me I'm that like, question? I'm, re-
0: I'm reflecting on this side, being like, man. You Bobby! Know,
1: like... Bobby <laughs> asked that question. Damn <laughs> you, Bobby. <laughs> no, that was a good one. Yeah, very um, good. Let's see. Let's do a couple more here. Would you rather? Okay, Hank. Hank. H-E-N-K. Uh, Henkelman80. Would you rather have a beer with Sandman, James Storm, Brand, or Steve Austin? Why not all three? Why not make it a party? Damn. Um. <laughs> no, I don't really drink beer. Um, but I would choose Hack because I love him. Um, and Hack is so fun. Have you? You've never had a beer with Hack, have you?
0: I've never had a beer a with beverage? him. Yeah. A no. Never had a. Never did. I mean, anytime I've worked, it's always been. You know, I've always I get so locked into what's going on in the moment yeah. that I don't even think about you know the going out factor or going out after. So I've never had the chance, um, but uh, I'm sure I would probably uh, not be able to uh, help myself with trying to keep up with Sandman. Oh
1: yeah, never. I'm sure you probably
0: find me buried in a ditch behind the place afterwards. <laughs> He's
1: the best.
0: <laughs> He's the man. I though. love, I love him. him. He's the
2: best.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, David Wells just puts, "Do you miss it?" I'm thinking it is wrestling. Is that something you would agree with?
0: I would say yes, it is okay. wrestling. Okay,
1: yes. So um, I don't miss it because now my uh, my foot is kind of in the water again, uh, dipping those toes back in the pool. So um, I get my fix here and there, and um, it's nice, you know. Uh, I Honestly, when I was away from it for years and years, I didn't really miss it because I had so much – um, going on in my life, you know, with newborn babies and, and stuff at, at home. But now that the kids are getting older, and I'm able to get out there, um, I do realize that yeah, I did miss it. And I didn't even know it. Um, I absolutely love doing signings. Being able to just talk to fans and get feedback and nostalgia and, and, hear their stories about us. Like it's just so um, fulfilling to me. Um, it makes everything worth it to see how happy they are. Um, so I, I love doing signings. I will try to do signings as long as people want to book me. Um, as far as in-ring work, I didn't think I wanted to do it anymore. And then the couple times I just worked, I was like, man, this is still fun. Um, <laughs> Oh, shoot. Sorry about that. So, you know, at this point, um, I don't want to be on the road every week. I don't want to be under contract anywhere. I want to pick and choose what I want to do. And um, that makes it fun for me. You know, just picking what I want to do and not being obligated to go out there every week. Because, you know, there's some weeks where I just want to be at home with my family yeah. and I, I can do that now. So um, uh, I'm happy for that option in my life.
0: And- I'll say I'll tell you from the signing perspective, which is interesting. You know, I've been around signings and memorabilia and autograph shows for, you know, 20 plus years. And to see the the volume of them these days is fascinating. You know, the amount of wrestling conventions and the amount of comic cons and stuff like that, where it used to be a lot more um segmented to just, you know, a couple different promoters that did them maybe one or two times a year. So the fact that now you can travel as basically, you would sometimes as a wrestler to these different towns and different places. It is it, to me, it's so cool to see you guys being able to touch the fans that maybe you know five ten years ago you might not have because there wasn't going to be a comic con in that town or there wasn't going to be you know some sort of wrestling convention that popped up. And there, literally, every week there's a new wrestling convention in another market, you know, Tennessee or out in, you know, mm-hmm. Kentucky or Indiana or Jersey, yep. Philly, you know, Maryland, my showdown in, in Virginia, it, they pop up everywhere. So it's, uh it's really cool. So you guys still have that, you know, that, that wrestlers travel uh, ability, you know, you guys can hit the old territories, the old towns.
1: Yeah. There's, there's definitely a lot more options now than there were before. Um, I know a lot of guys hate doing the conventions they hate standing there and taking pictures and talking. I love it. I'm the exact opposite. Like I, I love going for six, eight hours and sitting, uh, you know, I would rather do that than bump for sure. Like, you know, it's, it's easy for me. It's easy money because I'm enjoying it. And um, I, I would love to do, you know, if, if I was able to, I'd love to do them all the time. Um, but you know, some are better than others. You have to pick and choose the ones that are going to be worth it for you. And that's what I've been doing. Um, but I know when, you know, if, if I'm by myself or, or when I'm with Shane, like we, we get so into it talking with these fans and, um, we make sure to take time out for each and every person and to make them feel like they got their money's worth. So hopefully y'all did. You guys Um, do a
0: great job of it too.
1: Yeah, we, we, we really enjoy it. So it's cool. Um, Let's see.
0: How about, oh, time, a, how about time for two more?
1: Two more. Okay. This is a good one. Frank J. Wilson asked, <laughs> what were the facilities like for women, for women talent in the old ECW arena, the dressing room, <laughs> food, etc." <cetera."> well, Frank, <laughs> let me tell you, um, we didn't have facilities for women. Um, the girls didn't have their own dressing room. Nine times out of 10, uh, We shared uh, the bathroom with the guys. Um, So there was usually urine all over the place. (laughs) Uh, We didn't have any outlets to do hair. Um, It was a hundred degrees in the summertime and we didn't have air conditioning. Uh, We had to do our own makeup. We never had hair and makeup people and there were no mirrors. So you remember caboodles? We would take our caboodle or a little makeup mirror and we just, thing. yeah, the caboodle <laughs> used to like flip up and come out and that's where you held your makeup. The girls, girls know, girls listening know what a caboodle is. Uh, I think they're making a comeback. Um, but yeah, we, we never had anybody for hair and makeup. We would just sit and the lighting was poor. I mean, it was a shithole. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. But it was
0: your shithole.
1: <laughs> it was my shithole and I loved it thoroughly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so hot at that the twenty three hundred arena there's heat right there why the hell would you put a mural of ecw in the men's bathroom
2: bathroom Ridiculous.
1: i oh my god that makes me so hot everybody goes in the bathroom to take their pictures and i'm like why is this in the men's bathroom? It should be on one of the main walls.
0: And when I see people post those online, they they some people will say it, but others don't. I don't want to be like, hey, don't think you're trying to like sound so cool. You're in a bathroom right now. Somebody could be taking a piss from you like two feet away while you're smiling, you know, uh, in front of this mural of ECW. Yeah,
1: but it's great to give homage. But why is it in the no, men's it's bathroom wall? When you walk Exactly. In. That's what I just said. Like, it gets me so hot. I'm so mad about that, but. Whatever. Um, All right, we'll do one more. One more. Okay. Take it home. I'm taking it home. Uh, Paco J-Rest. I think that's how you say that. Uh, What was your favorite part of managing Shane and the triple threat? That's a good question. Uh, We always had fun, uh, the four of us, especially uh, when it was uh, Shane... Myself, Candido, and Bam Bam, uh, just because we traveled together, uh, we all stayed together, we ate together. Uh, it was just, uh, our, you know, that was my family, um, and we always tried to make it fun, especially on house shows. Uh, I remember this one time, we we I don't remember where we were, but but I believe Lance was with us. It was uh, it wasn't Bam Bam. I think it was Lance Storm, and. At the end of the uh, the end of the match, somebody had a hat, and I don't know why there was a hat with us. I don't I don't remember if it was a cowboy hat or a baseball cap, but Chris went behind Shane and pantsed him, <laughs> and the belt was there, and then the hat was there, and the belt was back here, and we were trying <laughs> it was just the most idiotic thing. But they I, and I I think we might have. Shane might've worked it out beforehand, but uh, yeah, he had a hat in the front and the belt was covered <laughs> his butt in the back. Cause house shows are your time to be silly. Right. And that's when we had the most fun was at house shows. Cause TV tapings were very serious and you had to follow what was going on and house shows were, were just great. And it was great too, because Lance was, you know, behind the scenes, Lance, is a fun guy, but you know, he was always serious and blah, blah, blah. And to see him break character, you got (laughs) Shane's ass hanging out, you know, it was just, it was just a fun thing to see. So, um, I love those guys. Uh, the, the whole locker room was great. Uh, I miss everyone. So it's such a treat when I get to travel and see them again. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, we'll save, there's a lot more questions. We didn't get to, maybe we could save them for another, uh, another segment for another show, but thank you to everybody who wrote in. Uh, you are all appreciated. it and uh, some good ones in here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to compliment this too, if you're on our Patreon page, we're going to be doing a Patreon exclusive of the questions that you guys have uh, as well. So in addition to all the questions you've heard today, if you didn't hear yours uh, and you are on our Patreon, then you can head on over to patreon.com slash Francine podcast, and you can sign up and get the uh, a special uh patreon exclusive audio that we uh put out audio and video should also throw that in there where we might answer your uh, your questions so uh, more perks uh to being a podcast listener of the uh, the queen of extreme she's a woman of the people folks if you haven't I- noticed this already
1: <laughs> the people yes i love the people i love my people can i call them my people i don't know are, are they my people? They're, I know. Well,
0: they're your 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 subjects.
1: They're my subjects. That's right. That's right. They're my uh my queen's court, so to speak. But yeah, I I'm thankful for for everybody. Um, and we got such a, a good response. So, like I said, we'll save the other half. We'll save this thread somewhere, and we'll we'll do another show where we answer the rest of the questions. But um, if you see the thread, keep asking, and and your question might uh, pop up. Yeah, or, you,
0: use the hashtag. Eyes up here. Eyes up here, yeah. For
1: all the pe- all the people who kept saying, "What's the name of your podcast?" Uh it's Eyes Up Here. Everybody's using the hashtag. I so. mean,
0: but literally, use your eyes and look at the top of the post. They <laughs> I mean, know like, it. Come on, uh, I mean, like that. We don't even need to explain that. But you know, if yeah. you have it if you're commenting on it and it says hashtag Eyes Up Here gee i guess it should be called ears down where i mean like
1: (laughs) don't insult my fans okay some of them (laughs) might have missed that so we're just saying like you know uh the name of the podcast is eyes up here and that's what you're listening to right now so um but we appreciate you
0: yeah absolutely i love doing these though there's are so much fun. It's easy to uh, to to do. That's the first thing because I just get to sit back and uh, listen to you answer questions. But uh, uh, it's cool to see what people you know can throw out there and you know sure. what, what's on their mind. So uh, again, yeah, thank you very much. This is a lot of fun.
1: Lots of fun. So now um, let's talk about Disney because I love it. Are you sprinkling? Oh,
0: yeah, you go that, yeah. The Got it. It's yours. Got it. Get well, out of I like here. When let's do it. Do this. Let's do okay. Let's do it. Come on. All right.
1: Yeah. Really. Gotta put the
0: sound effect in four times now. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, I need a lot of pixie dust in my life. Um, So there's a rumor, cannot confirm nor deny it. It's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Um, But lots of speculation and things are floating around about a fifth park, right? Hmm. Uh, I think Universal is coming up with like a third park or land and they were talking a lot of people were speculating to keep up with universal disney was going to offer a fifth park because there's land that's available um so people were chiming in on what they wanted to see and i was just thinking like if i got to build a park myself what kind of theme would i want Hmm. and i would like to build a villains park Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think so, too. Now, some might think it would be scary for the kids or whatever, Um, but, you know, it doesn't have to be completely dark, uh, but it would just be villain themed. And you could do all sorts of movies that haven't been touched yet and and make, you know, rides about the villains, um, villain food. Uh, Villains are very hard to get pictures with, you know, at, at certain parks, they don't have many villains that you can have picture up with. So we can have the villains over at one park. I think there's just so much
2: that
1: they can do with, with a villain themed park. Interesting.
0: That's a great idea. Yeah. Cause I mean, they really only bring them out for like the Halloween stuff, right? They they'll have them for, I guess, the parades and some of the shows. Right.
1: Yeah. Like if you go to meet and greet, you're, you're only seeing like the baby face characters
2: right.
0: for
1: the most part. Once in a while, uh, the stepsisters are out um, around the castle, um, like around Pinocchio's Village Hall. Mm-hmm. I notice sometimes when we're walking by, the two stepsisters are out. So uh, but they're kind of silly. Oh, Shane Douglas just texted me, by the way. I just <laughs> saw that pop up. Um, Yeah, uh, but if you think about it, you don't really see the heel characters, Yeah, you know? I know there is a um, – I think it started last year um, because I told you before I'm a big foodie when it comes to Disney and I watch the food reviews. They have the um, Snow White uh, dinner offered, and you get to meet Snow White, dopey, grumpy – and the evil queen, but mm. the evil queen won't come around to tables. You have to like literally get in line to take a picture with her. Right. But she's there. So she's a rare character. You know what I mean? Like you, the, you never get to go and just take a picture with the evil queen, which I would love to pay money just to get my picture with her because I love yeah, her so it, much. And it
0: would be a cool photo op too with all the, how they would make the, um, you know, the appearance look, that would be, that would be cool. You're onto something with that.
1: I, I just think, uh, you know, I, I have, one of my T-shirts is just all the villains. <laughs> like, I, just, I do. I have a T-shirt that's just villains. Um, I love everything Disney, but I just feel like the villains, like you said, they come out on Halloween. Um, they're in the parade for Halloween. But if you're not there Halloween time, you're not going to get to see them or meet them. So I just was thinking, how cool would it be if, if they had like a park with villains and just movies that haven't been touched yet all the rides that they can make or attractions or walkthroughs. it's just
0: oh you could get so endless creative.
1: possibilities yeah yeah and i
0: think there's a big enough fan base of people outside of just kids that would be i think there's a big adult fan base that would buy into that because they see the cool aspect of the villains. So yes. I think, yeah, that's a really cool idea. I mean, you think off the top of your head, maybe they'll go the superhero route, you know, and kind of do like how Universal had the Islands of Adventure and do, you know, the Marvel theme. They've got enough properties, but, you know, then it's kind of like overkill, you know. You got the Star Wars thing, you know. It kind of would water the, um, I don't know, what what water, the, water down the product. I think a villains thing is probably, that's a damn good idea.
1: I would, I, listen, I, I if I had any... Pull in that company. Like I would love to be like, look, this is what I want to see. Um, villains are hot, people like them. And and like I said, they're such rare characters, you can never get them. Um, I don't know. That's that's what I would love to see is, is just the park dedicated to villains. And and there could be rides that were really dark, but then there could be things catered to kids too that are not so scary, but still themed you know, yeah. with the heels in mind, you know, I don't know. I, I was just trying to, to think of stuff that I would like to see. And, um, That that's one thing I thought of. Would be.
0: So I don't know if you ever, if you knew this, um, probably like 20 years ago, Disney was looking at a Disney America park. Have you ever heard of that?
1: Um, no, Disney America. So it was
0: called Disney um, Disney's America. And it was going to be, you know, a lot of that 1776 style theme that they have, you know, with basically like what they have in the Magic Kingdom right now. But a whole theme park dedicated to, you know, the American spirit and all that stuff. So it was supposed to be right like 20 minutes away from where I live now (laughs) and doing the research about it. This they had such a backlash against it. Because of the traffic that goes into DC, that um, the residents did not want any part of a theme park, especially a Disney theme park, to bring more traffic to the area that would have congested the whole entire thing. Um, but to think I could have had a Disney theme park here on um, my turf is yeah. insane. And these morons, these hicks down here, <laughs> oh, they blew it. Hey. Not a Anybody listening to me from this area, screw you! You guys blew it. Um.
1: Okay. Uh. Do you feel like? Uh, it was important enough that it would have been added to Florida or was it just for Virginia? No, they, wanted, they of, wanted to
0: do it because of the Washington time. Okay, because, I mean, we're really, you know, I'm only 35 miles essentially from uh, Washington DC. So it's uh, yeah, it was in, I believe it was like the Haymarket, Virginia was the Haymarket or Gainesville, Virginia was the area they were going to do. Yeah. This whole thing, Michael Eisner was all about it and uh, they voted it down. No, the, the residents didn't want it.
1: Do you know Michael Eisner was behind some of the worst ideas that Disney <laughs> that Disney had?
0: I loved him growing up because he was on the Disney Sunday movie and he uh-huh. was always doing something funny and I, mean, uh, I love I loved Michael Eisner. He's such a heel though.
1: From, well, from I I shouldn't say he he had the worst ideas. These videos that I binge watch on YouTube, a lot of them criticize Michael Eisner. And, you know, he came up with some of the worst concepts for rides and um, like, uh, what was one of them? Superstar Limo. Have you heard about this ride?
0: Yes. Yes, I have.
1: Yeah. So if you ever watch it, it's really bad. Like, it's <laughs> really bad. And apparently he was behind the idea for it. Um, and, and the whole concept was changed because of Princess Diana's murder.
2: Right. You,
1: you, right. Um, for those who don't know, it's it's you're you're in a, I, I guess, a limousine paparazzi supposed to be chasing you. You're getting to a premiere. The ride was supposed to be like a lot faster than it really was. Uh, but because when Diana got murdered, they had to cut the paparazzi out. They had to slow down the ride vehicle and the animatronics were just oh, they not were the good. shits. Yeah, it was just uh, and it, it was it was a ride that didn't fit with Disney. If you think about it, like it, the all these stars, like Drew Carey and Whoopi Goldberg, they're in this ride, and it's like, what do they have to do with Disney?
2: Yeah, Jackie Drew,
1: Chan is Drew there, Cindy Crawford's <laughs> there, and I'm like, what is going? And we watched this ride uh, several times just to get the feel for it, and I was like, yeah, that w- that was not a good idea. And during the video, and they're like, yeah, that's Michael Eisner for you, and I'm like, wow, they're really shitting on Michael Eisner. Hmm.
0: So you Disney know? fans are like wrestling fans, somewhat, huh? They they, they look They'll back. They'll turn and- <laughs> on you.
1: They'll turn on you in a minute. Hey,
0: they have the uh, WWF has the kennel from hell, the uh, the the uh, hell in the cell surrounding the blue steel cage where they had the dogs running around on the what? outside. They, yeah, so it's uh, so it was Al Snow and the Big Boss Man. Was, oh this uh, is before yeah 1999 uh, okay but so okay. it was a bad idea that they look back at today and say well this is the stupidest idea because they wanted rabid dogs surrounding the ring and the dogs they brought in were like these shy like sheepish little, little like, puppies <laughs> that were like pissing all over the place and they were humping each other and uh, oh my
1: god no way
0: that's that must be vince mcmahon's uh that's uh,
1: hilarious
0: version of that ride
1: <laughs> you know what i would have booked instead of the dogs I would have did a moat with piranhas.
0: <laughs> well, you know, there's still time.
1: Maybe, maybe somebody will take my idea and run with it, but.
0: There's uh, still time. And you thought I was going to say Vince's worst idea was the, uh, the rebooted ECW. So you thought. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say the XFL actually, but. Uh, I loved like break-
0: the XFL back in the day. I loved when Are you I. am going to watch it now. Um, I'll check it out probably the first week, but a couple of reasons why I love the XFL originally I was working for a, a sports memorabilia dealer in New Jersey at the time and the XFL was hot and people wanted the, the merchandise and the logo was cool and the merchandise was awesome colors and the, 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 jerseys were sweet. So I was all into the XFL when it came out cause it was different. And uh, I don't know if you, were you an Opie and Anthony fan at all? Uh, no. Okay. So Opie and Anthony, great radio influence of mine. Um, they hosted the XFL pregame show that was on channel four locally in New York so I was all in on the XFL because they were hosting a pregame show. Got you. Okay. So it's uh yeah it's, uh, I love the XFL originally. I think it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna be as good uh, this time around either. But you know, right. at least I was invested the last time.
1: Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch it then. I'm not gonna watch it now. So I just well, good uh, for
2: give, you. Yeah. Just uh,
1: <laughs> hey man, you know, um, I give me my Eagles. That's all I care about, and uh, I'm a happy camper.
0: But um, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So uh, that's 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 pretty much. All that's going on here. I just thought that Disney idea would have been uh, would have been a good one if they ever
0: pen to paper. A- they already tweet at you, so you might as well uh, maybe send them an idea.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe they'll listen. I don't like, know. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, yeah. What you know? Tell me what your favorite park would be. Like if uh, you got to design a park.
0: Yeah, on the spot. I don't know. Maybe something with me, because I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker uh, with the yeah. kids. I would go for a full blown. <laughs> princess-themed park for the girls. I think that that would be oh, a ton of fun, just there's nonstop. There's so much
2: in Magic Kingdom. And,
0: yeah, but no, no, no. But no, turn the corner and there's a small world and turn the corner and there's, you know, the Hall of Presidents. I'm talking every stop be something from the, the princess movies. And Oh, wow. I, I think I'd have to go that route, but that's only because of the kids. Uh, okay. I really don't have any kind of uh, vested thought into it. I would actually, I would say a villain park would be very cool. Yeah. um or you know what Nah, you know screw everybody let's go with the muppets we're giving the muppets their own part Ooh. and i know the muppets got screwed and the yeah. muppets have been you know they originally were supposed to have a bigger presence i uh, forget the children you know what i'm uh, no nothing for them they get enough i want the muppets
1: you get nothing
0: what muppets everything wall to wall
1: you know there you know what the reason is for the muppets did you did you know um why they got cut um Oh shoot! It's not, not on not,
0: here. They're not over anymore.
1: <laughs> no, because they're not in. Um, they they took the thing out of Magic Kingdom. Remember?
0: The yeah the um set the other uh, the what do you call it? the America thing you talk yes, about? Yes. Right? Do you yeah. know why? Uh, what I are, do. They're remo um, are they remodeling the building or something?
1: No. Uh shoot! I should have had this ready. Jim Molino, our buddy Jim Molino who is the greatest uh, ref of all time. The Muppets are leaving Liberty Square due to budget cuts of street performers.
0: Interesting. That's
1: Jim funny. Molyneux is also a Disney guy. So he'll listen to our podcast and then he texts me with information um, to add or uh, you know let me know that I'm wrong with something and he needs to tell me that I'm wrong. So Jim Molyneux, I'm giving you the finger right now. But <laughs> no, I love you, Jim thank you for listening but yeah the street performers so budget cuts for disney
0: muppet's always the first ones to get the screw job
1: i know anyway.
0: away, they, they took away the mobile characters uh going around the park yeah they they're limiting their space in uh hollywood studios they better and, not
1: take sure. away the film
0: no they better the not. three they
1: day because we love that one absolutely so leave that and look for the key Look for the key under the mat. I'm telling you. Yeah, next time.
0: Next time. So, all right. Let's let's get to the wrap up here. It's another uh, thrilling episode. All these (laughs) thrilling. All these (laughs) Disney concepts got me thinking about the Tmpt Empire, which you're listening to right now. So, if you head on over to TmptEmpire.com, you'll be able to get links to all the great stuff in the Tmpt universe, including individual pages for all of our wonderful hosts, including. The Queen of Extreme Francine, the franchise Shane Douglas, and the Triple Threat Podcast, which you can get every single week on video and audio on the Russo brand, as well as the J.J. Dillon Podcast and the flagship, the two-man power trip of wrestling interview show, all over at TMPTEmpire.com. And if you like what I'm doing here, why don't you listen to my new baseball show that I have going on? It's called Diamond Conversations. It's on the Place to Be Nation and it's a hell of a, a hell of a deal if you like listening to guys talk about baseball uh, in the same vein as a two-man power trip show. So a baseball interview with somebody having to do with the game of baseball, and uh, that's on the Place to Be Nation.
1: You're busy. You're
0: Can't so stop. busy.
1: Do you look – real quick, do you just see this beam of light?
0: I do. Well, I have one right over my head. You well, mine's
1: mine? on my head, and I'm like, I know I don't have gray hair because I just dyed <laughs> it. What the hell's happening? I have this beam <laughs> of light hitting me. Um, yeah. Uh, somebody's
0: looking down upon me with one straight light right down like, the middle <laughs>
1: yes um I'm, com-
0: I'm coming here i go
1: <laughs> no not yet i need you down here don't die uh just follow me on social media uh ecwd for francine on all platforms and um thank you for your questions again we appreciate everybody we love you uh god bless and uh, it's a wrap
0: This podcast was a presentation of the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcast empire.